the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt. Our podcast is sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. ADF provides help at no cost to those whose liberty is being violated, but they can't do it without your help. Call 800-691-8969. That's 800-691-8969. Or visit townhallreview.com. Now, uh, my boss at the Post, Fred Hyatt, uh, has a column uh, to this morning blasting Trump. And in it, he has these two paragraphs. Take North Korea's missile launches last week, for example. Congress and the media would be scorching any other president right now for allowing North Korea to continue its nuclear and military buildup unimpeded. But we are so grateful that Trump is not blustered and stumbled into a war, into fire and fury, that we bite our tongues. It's the same around the world. Our ankle-high expectations for President Trump keep us from noticing how completely he is meeting those expectations. Our two key allies in East Asia, Japan and South Korea, are at loggerheads. A marginally competent president would be helping them to mend fences. Okay, first, Harry, what is going on there? And then second, is Fred right? Because I don't know what anyone else could do besides what Trump is trying other than war, which is the only other option. Well, well, you're exactly right. I mean, the the situation is complex. The the good thing here, Hugh, is the North Koreans have told us basically what they want and what they're going to do. I, I mean, in terms of the missile launch first, They've been telegraphing this for about ah, about a week before. They had written some angry columns and press statements, very upset about joint U.S. ROK military exercises that were going to go forward. Now, this is a little bit of a mystery because there's the North Koreans keep stating that they were promised by President Trump that they would stop them. My team at the Center for the National Interest has actually dug into this, and we've gone through every single statement Trump has ever made on this. The only statements he ever made were after Singapore, which said that he would pause war games. And that was only if talks were ongoing and if they were going well. The North Koreans, after the DMZ summit, would not commit to working-level talks with Steve Began. In fact, Hugh, they wouldn't even give us a date or set the agenda. So this is why the joint military exercises went forward, and this is why the North Koreans responded. Now, short-range ballistic missiles are not one of the red lines. The red lines are, uh, I think Trump will break off talks if the North Koreans test a weapon or if they test an ICBM. Is that your understanding? Yeah, it actually goes a little bit further. So we've got a little bit more detail that Kim during the DMZ summit actually agreed to IRBMs and ICBMs being halted. At least that's the, the readout I've gotten from White House officials and officials at the Blue House. So that, that that ban has expanded a little bit more, which is good because those are actually what White House officials have told me are their red lines. What are our, some- tell the audience, IRBMs? Intermediate range ballistic missile. In other words, something that can go a few thousand miles. Can't hit the U.S., but could hit, say, all of Japan, uh, the Philippines, you know, pretty long range, but not hitting the homeland. So intermediate and long range ballistic missiles, but that's not what they tested last week. Correct. They were advanced. They were very similar to something called the Russians' Iskander missile. They're very good at evading missile defense systems like THAAD that's in South Korea. So if they launched a lot of them in, say, a saturation strike, like, say, 
five or ten at once. It could overwhelm our missile defenses. That's why U.S. defense officials are worried. Have sanctions been in any way reduced to your knowledge on North Korea? No, no. In fact, the sanctions are biting pretty hard. The latest statistics I've seen, Hugh, is the North Korean economy is in depression right now. I mean, if you, in Pyongyang, things look really good. There's a lot of building of projects that are going forward. You know, it, it, it looks pretty in terms of the inside of the regime. But when you go outside of Pyongyang, from, from different people I've spoken to that go to North Korea very regularly, I mean, it's still poverty-stricken. There's no running water. There's very little toilets or sewage. Uh, there's tuberculosis outbreaks. It's very much hell on earth. The, the party elite's doing well, but the rest of the country is a disaster. So it remains a very grim corner of the planet, the one that is most famous for the, um, the global shot from night, where half of the Korean peninsula is dark and half of it is bright, where South Korea's republic is in control and the markets are free. But what's the next step, Harry? Because obviously we're not going to lift the sanctions. We're not going to change anything. And North Korea isn't denuclearizing, right? There's a report over the weekend that they built another 12 nuclear weapons during this period of time. They can't test them or they haven't tested them, but they built them. Where do you think we go? I think there's still going to be talks. I think where we're going to go is, is that these joint exercises are going to start probably around August 5th. They're going to go through the 22nd of August. So you might see the North Koreans vent off their frustrations again, test another few missiles. And I would assume they will probably test a few more after the joint exercises are over. But after that, look, cute. the ball is in our court. If we want to contain the North Koreans forever... We have the ability to do that. It brought down the Soviet Union. I, I think they need to read a little bit of history before they continue going on this path. But I do think there is an interim deal that could make sense. They would close the Yongbyon nuclear facility. What we would do is we would pause some sanctions for maybe a year, 18 months, see if they let international inspectors in, see if they keep their word. If they don't, which I think we all know normally in history they haven't, sanctions go back in place. I think that's the best course of action. You wouldn't require, because it was always my understanding that the administration was committed to failing fast or, or succeeding, that they would not denuclearize, because to me that seemed to be the objective of the entire exercise. I mean, it would be great if we could have the big deal that everybody sort of calls it where they would denuclearize, and, and then when that's over, we would relieve all sanctions. Uh, that's a non-starter for the North Koreans. They, they want some form of sanctions relief as a reward. And we have to be careful, because we've done this in the past where we've rewarded them, and they pocket the rewards and just keep going on their merry nuclear way. So I, I think we'd have to test them and test them early. The, the red line for me is if they don't let inspectors in, the deal's done. Now, Fred Hyatt is also worried about the relationship between South Korea and Japan. What is the source of the tension there, and does it really in any way impact our national security? Actually, well, this doesn't necessarily impact our national security, but it'll start impacting American consumers. The reason why he was is it's basically a historical nightmare. I mean, it goes back to, to really around 1910 when Japan colonized Korea. It was a brutal colonization. We had situations where there were something called comfort women. In other words, Korean women were brought back to Japan and other parts of the Japanese empire and essentially were sex slaves. It was a terrible, terrible history. And just as history is, it proves a nightmare for many countries, it proves a nightmare for for these two U.S. allies. It's very hard for them to get past and heal those old wounds. What happened recently is the South Korean Supreme Court uh, invalidated essentially an agreement that Japan and South Korea had that settled a lot of these, these comfort women claims. In response, Japan has placed, 
you could say is almost like tariffs on South Korea. They've slowed these industrial goods, which help the South Korean economy make memory, help make them those nice OLED screens that we like to buy here in the United States. And South Korea is panicking because that is a huge part of their economy, their export-led economy. They make a lot of money doing this. Uh, Seoul has reached out to Japan to try a number of different ways to resolve it. The Japanese don't even want to talk about it. So this is going to get bad very quickly. You're going to see computer prices start going up, TV prices going up. It could get nasty. And is there a role for the United States to play there? Last question, Harry Cassianis from the Center for the National Interest. Yeah, and I'm actually surprised the Trump administration hasn't really jumped in on this. I mean, when you consider all the problems in East Asia, not just North Korea, but we need Japan and South Korea to help us contain the rise of China. And all of that means I think we have to get involved on this and get involved now. Hey, thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt. Our podcast is sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. ADF provides help at no cost to those whose liberty is being violated, but they can't do it without your help. Call 800-691-8969. That's 800-691-8969. Or visit townhallreview.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.